Zara, I am so excited to talk about today's sponsor. It's the new film, Challenges. It's from the director of Call Me By Your Name, Luca Guadagnino, and stars and is produced by none other than our girl Zendaya. Yeah, you know I love her. You love her too. I love her so much. Zendaya plays Tashi Duncan, a former tennis prodigy turned coach who is married to a Grand Slam champion, currently on a losing streak. And if that's not bad enough, Tashi's strategy to help her husband break his curse sort of takes a surprising and awkward turn. Hmm, awkward indeed. Because now he must face off against his former best friend and Tashi's ex-boyfriend, Patrick. Zara, the tensions are running high. I know. Tashi's someone who makes no apologies for her game on and off the court. It's her game, her rules, but with her past and present colliding, Tashi must face reality and ask herself, what will it cost to win? Challenges is the sexy drama that everyone's talking about and it's definitely not one you want to miss. It's about passion, friendship and what happens when your past comes back to challenge you. You can grab a ticket from Tuesday the 26th. So grab your friends and get excited. I will be grabbing you and we are definitely going to be going to watch it. Oh, please. Thank you so much to Challenges for making this episode of Shameless possible. James Charles was one of the brightest stars of YouTube's beauty community. Only just as he was reaching the top of the mountain, his longtime friend and competitor Tardy Westbrook released a video that would bring it all crashing down. Welcome to Scandal from Shameless Podcast, the stories of the biggest celebrity controversies revisited. Hello, Zara McDonald. Hello. So this is our sort of third series in the YouTuber series. Yes, and it's our only two-parter. Yes. Math is mathing for everyone listening. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so we've covered Tanacon, which was iconic in and of itself. We covered the rise and fall of Jenna Marbles and her exit from YouTube. Mm. And now we're covering another relatively recent scandal, but one that has more layers to it than I ever remembered, and that is the James Charles Tardy Westbrook bi-sister scandal. The bi-sister scandal that originally appeared to involve just two of YouTubers' biggest content creators, but then actually also pulls in Jeffree Star and Shane Dawson at one point as yes. well. There is, look, if we're going to tell you anything about this story, if you know nothing about it, if you're coming to us saying, girls, just tell me about something I've never heard of before, you're in for a ride. There's a lot of a lot to discuss. What was interesting about this, it was actually harder to put together than I thought it would be. Oh, yes. Because I think when we went back and researched this alongside our research, Justine, there was a lot of he said, she said, hour-long videos, a lot of receipts to unpack. And it was really hard to not get stuck into a literal he said, she said and just re-scripting of this entire drama. Yeah, well, this is the thing, right? These aren't celebrity controversies that involve like PR people and professionals and sometimes even adults. Like sometimes these are really messy, convoluted, tricky dramas that are just really involving humans who are reacting emotionally in the moment and kind of word vomiting on camera instead of having a whole machinery behind them kind of guide the scandal. Absolutely. I totally agree. I think for that reason... It required a lot of context and a lot of digging (laughs) and a lot more research than I ever thought. 
Possible. Now, this scandal actually ended up stretching over years, which is why this is a two-part series, Miss. Should we just dive right in? Let's dive right in. Guys, we're all here. We're all ready. And I'm bloody excited to talk about this. We're going to do a rewind back to 2018 for some context. Okay, Zara. So if there's one thing, I mean, I am the YouTube fanatic. You are the YouTube newbie. Yes. If there's one thing <laughs> that any of the YouTube newbies listening need to know, it's that this particular scandal was coming at a time when scandals were massive on YouTube. 2018 was the year of like what people would refer to as drama Geddon. There was a lot of drama that was kind of the whole crux of the beauty community in 2018. Yeah, I think what became really clear to me and how much I needed to understand was how much this was set on the backdrop of YouTubers basically eating each other. Oh, yes. Like everybody was trying to take <laughs> each other down. 2018, as he said, was full of drama. I mean, it felt very much like friends on the platform, like public friends would unceremoniously just like turn on each other for content and would therefore get a bunch of views, followers, subscribers. And so it became a huge thing for their careers yeah, to well, turn on each other. It's so funny looking back, particularly in the beauty community, which of course we're referring to any content creators who focused on makeup and skincare as their kind of like primary topics. They definitely formed alliances with other creators so you'd see these creators who would like definitely mingle with each other but then would have beef with another couple of creators <laughs> and there would be this tension and then sometimes friends would turn on each other and I think it's really important to note as much as these people were probably really good friends with each other they were also each other's direct competitors yes like they are competing for the same beauty deals they are competing for who has more subscribers they are competing for who gets more views and that level of competition breeds rivalries and it breeds jealousy. And I think a lot of people acted out of jealousy around this time. 2018 saw a huge, very public falling out between some of the biggest creators. Their names were Jeffree Star, Manny MUA, Laura Lee and Nikita Dragon. We're not going to get into that particular friendship fallout today. But just so people have context, that was one of the biggest headlines to come out of YouTube in 2018. And it really set the scene for 2019. Yeah. So let's talk about James Charles in 2019, the year that this scandal all came to be. James Charles actually first started his YouTube channel and his Instagram in 2015 when he was only 16 years old. While he was in high school, he kind of taught himself how to apply makeup and began doing it professionally for people in his area. He gained a following pretty quickly, Mish. Yeah, for sure. In 2016, he actually posted a tweet of himself retaking his senior high school portrait with a ring light and makeup on, and that went absolutely viral. Mm -hmm. The following month, CoverGirl made James Charles their first male brand ambassador. I think we need to put ourselves back in the 2016 era. I remember we were working in digital media. This made headlines around the world that CoverGirl was using a boy as their face. Yeah, and it was definitely the era online where you could upload a photo and it could go viral and it could be noticed by everyone. That just is not happening anymore. Mm. By this point, James Charles' YouTube 
channel when he was hired by CoverGirl had more than 75,000 subscribers and his Instagram had 495,000 followers. So he wasn't just a random plucked out of nowhere. He'd definitely been building his following, but getting hired by CoverGirl is just next level. It's a rocket for your career for sure. Many people really found James Charles endearing because of the way that he broke down gender norms. He was very openly gay as well, which I think a lot of young people found really warming and refreshing. He was known for starting his YouTube videos with the greeting hi sisters as well he he was very very good James Charles at building a formula that people found endearing and reliable and safe like you could you knew that if you tuned into a James Charles video it would follow the same set formula and you would go oh like this is my comfort watch he's gonna be really happy and talk a million miles an hour and I love that yeah and I think that is a winning formula in this kind of game hey now fast forward to 2019 at the time of the bi sister scandal at this point james charles was one of the fastest rising stars in the youtube beauty community he had 18 and a half million subscribers on youtube insane he created a clothing line and a makeup collection in collab with morphe cosmetics i think it's the same thing that we said last week with jenna marbles 18 and a half million subscribers how many people are watching that aren't subscribed Mm, for sure james also had already faced a number of very high profile scandals. In 2017, he had to apologise after posting racist tweets about Africa and the Ebola virus. In 2018, he faced criticism after commenting, can you juggle me like that on an Instagram live video of Sean Mendes showing off his juggling skills. Now, that particular backlash is a really interesting one to look back on. It was Sean Mendes just kind of doing his thing. James Charles comments a sexual innuendo about, I don't know, we, we all know juggling. the inference, right? Yeah. Can you juggle me like that? People really came for James Charles over that. And looking back, it might be inappropriate. Maybe you could say, oh, don't sexualize someone on a video of them. But I don't think the backlash was proportionate to the crime. Well, when we were doing this research, I genuinely looked at you and said, what was all the backlash for? Like, as you say, Definitely an edgy comment, definitely probably sexually inappropriate for sure. Mm. But given how much we were looking at the resulting furore, Mm. I was genuinely like, what have I missed? Because it definitely felt like there were layers to this, potentially homophobic ones, that maybe we didn't realise at the time. Well, that's the thing. I truly feel like we do see some women, some public figures who are on the side of controversial Comments sexualizing things like this to men, and it's never a controversy. I think if we really nut it down, the real controversy here was a gay teenager saying this to Sean Mendes, and yeah. people didn't like that. Yeah, in 2019, he also found himself the center of controversy again. He said in a video that he wasn't, and I quote, full gay because he had been attracted to trans men. Which is all just to say over the course of 2017, 2018 and 2019, James Charles had certainly found himself in a whole host of pretty controversial headlines. Yeah, he was 16 and 17 when he was doing some of this stuff as well. So as much as it's not okay, his age should be spoken about with the context as well. Yeah, now James was also really close friends and a regular collaborator with two other major YouTubers by the names of Jeffree Star and Tardy Westbrook. In 2019, he was 19 years old. So let's talk about those two key friends who are going to play a key role today. Yeah, well, Tardy Westbrook was one of the original beauty YouTubers. She started 
started posting to her channel, which was called Glam Life Guru in 2011. She was 29 years old when she started. So already we've got a massive age gap. By the time this scandal happened, she was 37. So 18 years older than James Charles. Yes, exactly. She and James often collaborated on videos and she was an early fan of his work. She would always promote his channel work, even his product launches. She was also like a bit of a mentor, I Mm. guess, to James. He would call her mum which is just other weird things that happen in the beauty (laughs) community that I never understood. He also did her makeup at her wedding, which I really do think kind of illustrates how close these two were for a time. Massively close. In 2018, Tardy Westbrook launched her own supplement brand called Halo Beauty. So James was kind of collaborating with massive makeup brands, releasing eyeshadow palettes. Tardy Westbrook went down the supplement brand route with Halo Beauty. Let's put Tardy to the side for a second because the third player that we're going to speak to you a lot about today is Jeffree Star. Jeffree Star is almost 14 years older than James Charles. He was 33 when this scandal took place. Yeah, now aside from James Charles, Jeffree Star was certainly one of the biggest male names in the beauty space on YouTube. He'd also been there longer. Mm. Mitch, his first video was posted in 2009, so six years before James had joined the platform. By 2019, he was widely known as one of the most powerful people in the YouTube beauty community too. Just the year before in 2018... Forbes had estimated that his yearly earnings on the platform totaled $18 million. $18 million. By 2019, his brand, Jeffree Star Cosmetics, was estimated to be pulling in $100 million a year. So the guy is rich. Like a lot of Jeffree Star's content was reviewing makeup products, of course, selling his own products but also showing his lavish lifestyle. He was known for having multiple sports cars, for having a huge mansion with his then partner, Nate. Like he was rich and powerful and controversial. So often he found himself involved in YouTube drama. And I think that was a crucial ingredient in building up his following to be 17.7 million subscribers. It's a lot of followers, but I think what's a really, really important thing for people listening to keep in mind as this story progresses over the next two episodes. Throughout their careers, Jeffrey had always been bigger than James. He was older. He'd been around longer. He always had more followers and more subscribers. Getting more deals as well. He would get all the beauty deals, make all the money, and then all of a sudden there was a new kid on the block in James Charles. Exactly. And I think what's really important for people to consider throughout this episode and the next episode is James Charles was very close to eclipsing the popularity of Jeffrey Star. He was becoming the it boy of the beauty industry. Yes. So now that everyone has been introduced, Zara, let's get down to business. As you said, this all kicked off in April 2019. To be specific, it kicked off on April 22nd, 2019, because that was the day when James Charles posted an Instagram story promoting the brand Sugar Bear Hair. Now, you guys might remember this brand because it was like a Vita Gummies brand that used to pay the Kardashians obscene amounts of money to like do those, I'm posing on my kitchen counter and popping a gummy in my mouth. Yeah, right. And this video, as we now know, was not well received by one of James' closest friends in the beauty YouTube community, Tardy Westbrook. 
Now, given we know that Tardy is the founder of Halo Beauty, you could say that she wasn't happy at all when one of her closest friends advertised her biggest competitor, which was Sugar Bear Hair, on his widely followed Instagram page. It was a weird look. Yeah, Tardy was so upset she actually posted her own Instagram story about it looking visibly upset. She didn't directly say it was about the Sugar Bear Hair post on James Charles' account, but she did write... Everybody says what they need to say and uses who they need to use. And I have had about enough. It's not right. Yeah, a few hours later, James posted another Instagram story with a written public apology to Tati. He wrote, I want to publicly apologize to my close friend Tati. She has been like a mother to me since my first days in this industry and has given me more love, support, resources and advice that I could ever ask for. This weekend, I did an Instagram story for sleep vitamins that I've been taking because the brand helped me with security when the crowd around me at Coachella became unsafe. I did not accept any money for that post. As most of you know, Tati has a vitamin brand, which I take on a daily basis. But in that moment, I did not think about the competition, which was a major oversight. I've supported Tati both online and off like she has done for me and I am devastated that I hurt someone that I truly love and have endless respect for. You'd kind of think the scandal would end there. Fucked up. She posts a sort of upset thing on Instagram. Mm -hmm. He apologises. Story ends. Well, yeah. I mean, this is a woman in her late 30s, we need to keep in mind, and a teenage boy. You would think that it would end there. But the opposite is true because in the days following, there was some really interesting and snarky subtweeting going on over on Twitter where a lot of these kind of YouTube dramas would originate. Jeffree Star, that massively powerful YouTuber we mentioned before, posted a cryptic tweet in which he wrote, the truth always tastes better than a lie. Shane Dawson, another extremely powerful person in the YouTuber industry, also posted a tweet showing three photos of himself and Tati from a recent video they collabed on together. He also uploaded a photo of a screenshot of his Notes app. The message in the Notes app read, I was trying to think of a funny caption, but nothing seems right because of what this person means to me. Tardy is someone who I've known about for years, but who I just really started watching in the last few months because of my research on the beauty world. Since watching her, I've had this insane connection to her and her videos have helped me so much, not just with makeup, but with my anxiety and with my stress. I've had a lot of hard things happen in the last few months and being able to turn on one of her videos at night and hear her calming voice has been really healing for me. Tati, thank you for everything you do and thank you for being just as beautiful on the inside as you are on the out. Meeting you was something I will never forget. Love you. Okay, so let's unpack this, right, because that is sycophantic. Oh, truthfully. yeah. You're and helping me heal. Yeah, you're helping me heal. And the thing about it is Jeffree Star also commented on this post as well saying, I love you guys so much, so happy we all found each other. It's no coincidence that this was posted in the days after James Charles posted that apology to Tardy Westbrook. It's like the ultimate high school gang up, right? Mm. Of instead of saying to your face that you're on the out, what we'll do instead is say how much we all love each other. And oh God, there's something about the trio. Yes. Like we are the three best friends and you are the fourth friend who is now being ostracized from the group. Like I find it deeply triggering and I don't know why. It's no, it's actually a little terrifying watching this take place online. And it feels so high school. And I think that's why it feels even more bizarre that, you know, Jeffrey was in his 30s and Tardy was in her 30s as Shane well. Shane Dawson too at this point. So it's like, it, it felt like something that happened to all of us when we were 13. 
Yes. So to see it playing out much later is bizarre. Now, at the start of May, some serious allegations against James started to come out. One of these stories centred around a drama that James had during the weekend of Coachella that he mentioned earlier with a YouTuber called Gage Gomez. Yes. So James and Gage had been in a bit of a rumoured fling for a while. Gage apparently attended the first weekend of Coachella with James, but things ended there. And afterwards, James posted a number of angry tweets about a guy or a boy that he was having drama with. In response, Gage made a since deleted video claiming that he had been harassed by James despite telling James that he was straight and wasn't interested in dating him. Gage said that he had told James multiple times that he wasn't queer and that James pursued him anyway because, and I quote, 99.9%, maybe 100% of the time, James goes after heterosexual men. Gage alleged that James pressured him to try things he was not comfortable with and became upset with him because of that. Yeah, he said that he went to Coachella with James, but he said that he was clear with James that he wasn't interested in experimenting and that James got upset with him. He said that after Coachella, James posted a number of subtweets about him like, unfortunately, I am still very single. This boy played me for months on end and is a disgusting con artist. I am thankful I had my friends with me to protect me. Yeah, all a bit too long didn't read. Gage is saying here, I'm straight and James got it wrong and thought that I was interested in him romantically and tried to pressure me romantically when I was never interested because I'm straight. James is saying, Gage misled me for months and now I'm heartbroken and he's a con artist, which I think we can all agree is completely (laughs) hyperbolic. Yeah. Now on the 7th of May, 2019, so this is a couple of weeks after that Sugar Bear Hair Instagram story went up, Jeffree Star tweeted this. If you thought 2018 was crazy, get ready for the rest of 2019. Of course, it sounded very much like Jeffree Star was referencing how much drama had enveloped the YouTube community in 2018 and that he was suggesting that he knew that something huge was about to unfold. We're going to talk about all of that after the break. All right, Zara. So that ominous tweet from Jeffree Star dropped on the 7th of May. Three days later, on May 10, everything kicked off good because Tardy Westbrook uploaded a since-deleted 40-minute video titled Bye Sister. She dedicated the entire video to explaining why she didn't want anything to do with James Charles anymore. And it turns out her reasons, or her, I mean, what she would call reasons, went far beyond the sugar bear hair Instagram story. Oh, it wasn't about sugar bear hair at all, was it? No. Taddy said what bothered her about James's post about sugar bear hair was that he made it without giving her a heads up, right? She also said that James had previously criticised people who had supported sugar bear hair. She said, we've had plenty of in-person conversations about other influencers doing the same deal and about him not liking Sugar Bear Hair and him dragging other people and being like, Tardy, I'm on your side. You've got me. I will support you. You've got my loyalty. Yeah, Tardy also claimed that James had previously declined to promote Halo Beauty on his channel, and I quote, because he has a teenage audience and it would be inappropriate. Tardy followed that up by saying she was upset that James hadn't apologised to her husband, who she said had given James business advice and helped him out out it's all a bit convoluted it's interesting to watch this video back she's clearly just upset for business reasons like she wants halo beauty to be the center of everything and for 
James to go promote Sugar Bear Hair, like hurt her ego or something? I think it's one of those prime examples of being like, just be honest with yourself about what's really annoying you right now. What are we upset about? Yeah, rather than trying to make it about something that's not actually excavating yourself, what you're upset about and have that conversation with James privately, not publicly. Like is Halo not doing very well and you're using this as something to pin it to? What is actually going on here? Well, it was getting people talking about Halo regardless. Now, Tani also said she did not believe the story that James said, which was that he had to promote Sugar Bear Hair because the company helped him with security at Coachella. She said no company would go out of their way to have an extra handful of passes that cost thousands of dollars a piece just in case. She said she believed that James must have had a contract with the brand before Coachella and felt an emotional conflict because of Tardy's company, so came up with, like, a clever story. Yeah, she essentially accused him of lying. But then after she was done with the sugar bear hair stuff, Tardy made some very serious allegations against James and accused him of coercing straight men into sexual acts. She said that during the last phone conversation she had with James, he was telling her about something that happened at her birthday party in Seattle at the beginning of 2019. She said, and I quote, it literally made me want to vomit. She went on, oh my God, you tried to trick a straight man into thinking he's gay yet again and somehow you're the victim it's really disgusting to manipulate someone's sexuality especially when they're emerging into adulthood and don't quite have everything figured out you are using your fame your power your money to play with people's emotions you're threatening to ruin them you're threatening to embarrass them and you're doing that to have them behave sexually in your favor even if they are straight and you know that's not okay that behavior is not okay She went on and said that at her birthday party, and keep this birthday party in mind because this will come up a lot over the next couple of episodes. She said James was talking in detail about the things that he wanted to do to the waiter. And when she told him that the waiter was straight, he replied, it doesn't matter, I'm a celebrity. She also said that she had to call up her family and her friends the next day and apologise on James' behalf for the way that he was talking. Yeah, she also talked about the way that James would joke online that he always fell for straight guys and felt particularly attracted to straight men. She said on that, this behaviour is not normal, it's not okay. She also went on to say that James needed, and I quote, someone to tell you to stop it and that she had done this before in private. She said, I told you that this was not good and you could have your career completely destroyed. She went on as well to say that she was, and I quote, freaking afraid of James. Interestingly, she also said, I didn't feel safe talking about any of this privately because I know that it would get twisted and used against me somehow, so I had to do it this way. She also said, I don't hate James Charles. I think I'll always love him. I think I'll always care about him. I think I have that pull more so for the person I met a couple of years ago than the person he's become because I'm just not on board with how this is all evolving and how emotionless he has become. Yeah, later that same day, James Charles posted an eight-minute video apologising to Tardy and James Westbrook, so James is Tardy's husband, saying that he was, and I quote, sorry for everything that is going on and everything I've put you through over the past few weeks. He went on, a lot of the time when I've had to address things in the past, I've acted out of impulse and I've gone off and tried to pull receipts or facts or screenshots and play the victim and I'm not doing that today, I'm not. That is all I have to say, I'm sorry. He also responded to the claims that he took advantage of straight men and said, 
Boys have been a topic that I've talked a lot about on my social media journey and it's a topic that I wish I haven't. I've been involved in a lot of unique and strange situations that have left people confused and upset and I've learned the hard way about boys that I'm interested in and ones I should or shouldn't be talking to. In the days that followed, James lost millions of followers, including some high-profile supporters. The likes of Kylie and Kendall Jenner unfollowed him, as did Kim and Kourtney Kardashian. Demi Lovato unfollowed him, so did Miley Cyrus. According to ABC News, within the space of three days, James Charles had lost 2.6 million followers. I want to talk to you about this because at the time, everyone was saying James is a predator, James is a predator, he's a danger to society. But if you really strip back what Tardy was saying, it feels a little bit like homophobia that this gay man is somehow turning the men around him gay, when in reality what it feels like is a gay man is dating men behind the scenes who might publicly say they're straight but maybe are confused about their sexuality and don't want to say that publicly yet like this is far more complicated than a gay boy manipulating someone's sexuality can you even manipulate someone's sexuality is that a thing that you can do yeah I think that's the number one question right because I think there was a whole lack of nuance truthfully that all of us had yeah. In this time, and it was only three years ago, because so many of us were so caught up in how extreme this drama got so quickly. I don't think anybody had time to strip it back to say, wait, what are we actually accusing someone of doing here? Yep. And do we have anyone who is saying that happened to me? Like, do we have any evidence of this as well? Yeah. And like, I know we had that video from Gage, but it's complicated, right? If Gage is hanging out with James Charles for months on end, like there's just so much here to unpack that I feel like it was a steam train that everyone just ran, jumped on the train and found themselves at a station and then got off and were like, wait, what is the problem here? Yeah, I totally agree. Now, while James Charles was losing followers, Tardy Westbrook was gaining them. There was even like a live stream that showed James and Tardy's follower counts changing in real time. As we know, James was falling, Tardy's was growing. And it kind of became this thing that like people then had to unfollow James Charles. It became a real movement of being like everyone else is doing it. I'm seeing how much he's following is dropping, I got to do it too. Yeah. Jeffree Star also reared his head again at this point in the story. He weighed in on the situation and to no surprise to anyone, took Tardy's side and was backing up some of her serious allegations about James Charles's character. In a series of now deleted tweets, he wrote, there is a reason that Nathan, his boyfriend at the time, banned James Charles from ever coming to our home again. There's a reason why I haven't seen him since Tardy's birthday in February. He is a danger to society everything Tati said is 100% true the danger to society thing is is a really um can't come back from that it's a pretty flammable thing to say hey but not everyone was against James Charles on May 15 Nikita Dragon another beauty influencer who we mentioned earlier who was involved in the original sort of drama get and scandal as it was called of 2018 and a friend of James came to his defence. She tweeted screenshots of text messages between herself and James to prove that his sugar bear hair story, which was, I needed security and they offered it to me at the last minute, was true. Nikita tweeted, heard a situation, needed some clarification. She also then attached two screenshots of text messages between her and James. James had written to her while he was at Coachella, 
Babe, can you do me a favour and text your sugar bear person and ask if they have any extra artist passes for this weekend and that I'll story it, which is I'll do an Instagram story. Mm. I'm in VIP and I'm getting attacked, need help. Nikita replied, yeah, of course, to sex. And then a few minutes later replied, they said yes, can I give them your number? Yeah, Nikita also published a screenshot of a group text message she was in with Sugar Bear hair reps. And it showed her message saying, I got the longest, craziest text from James begging me to ask you guys if you could get him an artist pass because he's being attacked, lol. So that was evidence to say that well Tardy accused James of lying she said a brand would never have these spare passes lying around to give out on the day and Nikita Dragon essentially was coming to James's defense saying that is a hundred percent true I was part of that story here are the facts yeah it was a really last minute thing so that he could get to a more protected area at Coachella and not be mobbed by fans but the same day that Nikita's tweet went out Another video went up weighing in on the drama. Now, the person who uploaded this video was that waiter from Tardy Westbrook's birthday party who James had allegedly flirted with earlier that year. Now, his name is Sam Cook, and at the time, he was reportedly 19 years old, just like James Charles. So Sam Cook uploads a video, and he basically walked viewers through all of his interactions with James So they got a pretty clear understanding of their relationship from where they met to when they fell out. Yeah, he started by saying that he noticed James was giving him attention at Tardy's birthday at that restaurant and that he had messaged James the next day. Sam actually showed the camera the messages that he had sent James and that James had sent him, including the original messages where he told James that the attention he had given him at the restaurant was, and I quote, very flattering actually. Sam also said that he was bi-curious. He told James that and went to visit James in his hotel room. There he said they watched a movie and that afterwards James asked if he could kiss him. Sam said yes and they made out. Now he said that James asked him to stay over but that Sam actually went home. They stayed in contact over the following weeks and when Sam Cook's birthday was approaching, James said he wanted to fly him out to LA, which Sam said kind of freaked me out because at that point I was pretty sure I was straight. Yeah, so Sam texted James and said that he was fairly sure he was straight and that he wasn't interested in pursuing anything romantically. Sam said that when he told James that, James jumped on Twitter and poured his emotions out. That was when James Charles tweeted, I officially give up. I'm sitting sobbing in my hotel room at 8am when I have to be on set in an hour. This is no one's fault but my own because my dumb ass continues to go for the same type of insecure cute boys and it gets me hurt every single time. I fucking hate myself. Look, Sam Cooke's video about his interactions with James Charles is a little convoluted, but the overall takeaway was this. Sam expressed that when he met James Charles, he was bi-curious and wanted to explore that only after they made out and exchanged text messages back and forth Sam decided he was straight and wanted to cease all contact he took offense at James messaging him and James insisting that he wasn't straight and that he wasn't dealing with his sexuality properly and that he felt uncomfortable with James Charles's opinion on his sexuality Exactly. Now, we should also note that during this time, some other people came forward with stories about James. Singer Zara Larson actually entered the chat 
and retweeted Tardy's original video claiming that James had slid into her boyfriend's DMs several times, even though James knew that he was her boyfriend. She later deleted the tweet and said that, I feel like deleting this because I checked and it wasn't several times, only one DM and some comments under pictures. It should be noted too that during this time, another person fabricated a story about James touching a boy at a school urinal. That person later apologised publicly and said that they did make the whole thing up. They never expected it to go viral and also said it was a social experiment to see, and I quote, how quickly someone would believe a false sexual assault story with no evidence in this day and age of the Me Too movement. We don't even have time to get into the details of that and the layers Mm. of that. But that did happen and that was debunked by the person that actually put the allegation out. I think it says a lot about how stories can catch fire on the internet with little to no factual basis behind them. Two days later, on May 17, Tardy Westbrook posted another video in response to the overwhelming support she had received after her Bi Sister video. By this point, Tardy had grown her subscriber count to 10 million people. She had only had 6.3 million at the beginning of this feud. So this was absolutely serving her in a career sense. But she said that her channel growth was not the point. Right, sure. She said that she actually wanted people to stop taking sides. The quote read, I do really want the hate to stop. I want the picking sides and the abusive memes and language. I really hope on both sides that it can stop. I don't want you guys to subscribe. I don't want you to feel (laughs) bad for me. I don't want you to feel sorry for me. This is not about me. I don't need Team Tarty. I don't need any of that. That's what you asked for. You tried to take somebody down. And I think what's frustrating is, again, when people turn around and say, oh, my God, can you not take sides? It's like, well, why did you make the video then? Why did you set it up as me v him? And why did you title the video by sister? sister? This is the thing that annoyed me with YouTubers. They would try and gaslight you into thinking they weren't being clickbaity and leaning into the drama when the cover photo of the video and the title of the video and everything about the video was doing exactly that. Yeah, she also said this was really a wake-up call and it was me trying to reach someone who I found completely unreachable and I had been trying to deliver the same message so many times because this wasn't just about one thing. She also said she didn't want people to hate James, adding... I don't think his career is over. I don't think he's cancelled. I think he needs some help and I think he needs better people around him. And I know I will never be that person again. When someone is called out for their crap, they can do a few different things. They can change and make a great comeback and really look at what they're doing that is not right and fix it. And that is all I hope for. Tardy then announced she'd be taking a break from making more videos because she'd made 4 million followers if one, so she could take a holiday. (laughs) The day after that video from Tardy came out, James posted a video of his own. It was titled No More Lies. Now, in his video previously, James had focused on profusely apologising rather than reacting to or challenging the claims in Tardy's video. But this time around, he was methodically going through every one of her allegations and telling his side of the story using screenshots of texts, messages and other evidence. I mean, we should just call it receipts, really. Yeah, it was receipts. Now, this video went for over 40 minutes and addressed everything. So we're going to break it down claim by claim. We do have to say there was a lot covered and it gets pretty detailed, but we will do our best to include the stuff we think is important. I do have to say before we get into, as I said, the details of this video, 
It was meticulously made. I do not know who wrote this for James Charles, but he would have had a whole team of people working on this. Well, there was a bit of time, right, between the controversy happening, the Bi Sister video coming out, and then James responding. I would love to know the team that was behind him with this because as far as managing a PR crisis goes, I would almost give this a 10 out of 10. It was, in terms of how to tell the story, meticulously done. Yeah, absolutely. As as a couple of people that try to tell stories for a living, I couldn't have done this. This video, we were sitting there going, you know what? Credit to whatever PR person is behind this. And maybe James really spearheaded it. Not going to take that away from him. It had to be a team though. It's too much for one person. Very, very well done. So let's talk about it. Let's start with what actually happened at Coachella and what actually happened with Sugar Bear Hair, according to James. At the last minute, James said he decided to go to Coachella the second weekend. Now, because it was a last minute decision, they could only get VIP tickets, not artist passes. Now, you can't actually buy artist passes. You can only get them via a brand or if you have a personal connection to one of the artists. Having an artist pass gives you access to a secure area. You think a VIP pass sounds better than an artist pass, but the artist pass is what you want. Yeah, you're still schlepping it with the normal people yeah. when you're in VIP. Artist pass is a level above that for sure. Now, with that VIP ticket, James started to get mobbed, and I quote, at a super unsafe capacity in the VIP section. He remembered that his friend Nikita had been brought to Coachella on the first weekend by Sugar Bear Hair and that she had an artist pass, personal security and backstage passes. He says that he panicked, he texted her, she connected him with the Sugar Bear hair team, as we know, thanks to those screenshots. Yeah, James posted a screenshot of the messages with a Sugar Bear hair rep showing that he just needed to do an Instagram story on the Monday after Coachella talking about their sleep vitamins in exchange for the passes. The rep texted James asking, is this cool with you? I'm coming to rescue you soon. James agreed to those terms. Now, James also said that he told Tardy about the story before he posted it. He posted a screenshot of messages between him and Tardy, letting her know that he would be posting the content. In response, Tardy wrote that this honestly breaks my heart and in a subsequent message wrote, if you support my number one competitor after all the support I've given you, I look like a fool. I'm really hurt. This isn't makeup where people buy multiples of vitamins in each category. This will harm my business. If you need a sponsorship, I'll give you that. But to trade VIP tickets to Coachella for a post that's going to hurt me so deeply is so disappointing. Yeah, James said he then took off on a flight and when he landed an hour later, Tardy had posted her first public response on her Instagram story. James shared screenshots over the next several hours showing him trying to text and call Tardy and her husband James only to no response. A few hours later, he uploaded his apology to Instagram stories. Over the next few days, he said that he tried texting and calling Tardy and her husband, but at the end of the week, he stopped reaching out, thinking that he should give them some kind of space to breathe. Yeah, he also responded to Tardy's claim that James would never promote Halo Beauty. He showed clips and screenshots of himself talking about Tardy's products multiple times across his channel and social media. So that was the sugar bear hair stuff. Mm. Then he took aim at the claims that he manipulates straight men into being gay. Now on this, James revealed that he was actually a 19-year-old virgin and said, I don't really get a lot of action. He said that he would never and has never used his fame or power to get, and I quote, sexual actions from a guy and that doing so would be disgusting. Very interesting that James chose to reveal his virginity 
in this video. And I was sad when I saw that to think, wow, they've been backed into a corner essentially where they have to reveal a piece of themselves that they shouldn't, like it's no one's business. The internet makes people do this every day (sighs) of the year. And I think that's one of the things I dislike about our discourse at the moment. And I, I think we've definitely said this on the show before is when people have conversations about things and then some people say to them, those people, you can't have that conversation because you do not have specific experience in this area, which forces that person to say, well, actually, thanks, but I do. And now Mm. I have to tell the whole world about it. Mm. It's not dissimilar to this experience where it's like, well, I've been backed into a corner and I have to give up personal parts of my life now to show and tell you the full story, to give you all the details. And the allegations originally made James seem like this like sexual deviant. Yes. And it's very hard to be a sexual deviant when you are a virgin. Yes, it's hard, but not impossible, I'll say. Well, I mean, there's a grey area, yes. right? Like, of course, we know there's grey area, but I think this went away to kind of jolting the public to go, hang on a second, what has actually happened here? Yep, I agree with that. Now, James Charles specifically addressed what happened with Sam Cook, that waiter from Tardy's birthday party. James said that Sam had told him from the beginning that he was bisexual and showed a screenshot of that. He also showed screenshots of Sam before their first date, saying that he'd never done anything with a guy before and was nervous, to which James replied, yeah, that's fine, same, and you have absolutely nothing to worry about because one, you don't have to do anything, and two, you know, I'm not going to post anything or tell anyone because I literally can't. You're okay. James said that he told Tardy the whole story as it was happening. He also said that Tardy and her husband had a heart-to-heart combo with James about the kinds of love interests he pursues, which are namely straight men, and how he ends up getting hurt and that somebody could manipulate the whole situation to look bad. Mm, Somebody. Yeah, somebody. James also said in the video that he now realised cold DMing people, like just reaching out to randoms on the internet and saying that they're cute or that he finds them attractive, could make someone uncomfortable. He said that as soon as someone ever expressed to him that they weren't interested or weren't gay, he would immediately apologise and stop. Yeah, interestingly, he also addressed Zara Larson's tweet that said that James would DM her boyfriend. She then had to correct that and say, actually, it was only once. I want to insert a snippet here of what he said because I think he raises a really interesting double standard. Had I known that he was dating Zara Larson, I clearly never would have messaged him in the first place. But this is all very hypocritical considering this is how Zara Larson found her boyfriend. I'd like to pose a question to you, the audience, and ask why is it okay for Zara Larson, a woman with a public platform, to tweet these photos of a shirtless man and say, who are you? Where do you live? How old are you? Why are you so fine? How do you like your eggs cooked in the morning? But for me as a gay man to DM the same person in private with a simple compliment, is predatory. These stereotypes around gay men have been and continue to be very, very harmful to the community and have been historically used to villainize gay men in society. Okay, so those were some of the main points James raised in his video, but then he turned his attention to Jeffrey Star, someone who, according to James, single-handedly poured petrol on this drama. Now, James was armed with plenty of screenshots. As always. As always. He essentially laid out Jeffree Star's alleged involvement in the scandal from clickbaiting his followers about Tardy's video before it went live to harassing James Charles's little brother, Ian, both publicly and privately, to messaging James Charles's best friend and accusing him of fraternising with a predator and sending some deeply confronting and verbally abusive messages to James Charles himself. 
itself, it all made for genuinely confronting viewing. In starting to talk about Jeffree Star in this video, he actually importantly shared a clip of Jeffree talking about his own sexuality in a past video. Now, in that clip, Jeffrey admits that his type is straight men and that he finds himself pursuing straight men more than bisexual, queer or gay men because that is simply his type. Curiously, this is exactly what so many people were admonishing James Charles for, for finding straight men attractive as a gay man and enjoying the chase, even when it so often meant that the openly gay partner is made someone's secret. Yeah, and what makes this even more interesting is that at the time of this video going out, Jeffree Star was in a long-term relationship with a man called Nate, who before that relationship had always identified as straight. Yeah. So it's weird that they're kind of going for him for approaching straight men or men who publicly present as heterosexual when Jeffree Star was in a relationship with someone who had always presented as heterosexual before that relationship. Yeah, absolutely. I think the takeaway for the viewer is a pretty complex one. Like Jeffree's admission makes him look quite like a hypocrite because it becomes as a viewer of all of this, as a consumer of all of this, increasingly confusing as to what James has done wrong, if anything at all, Mm. if the key people in this scandal are accusing them of doing something, they've openly admitted publicly that they have done themselves. Yeah. And then on top of that, if you're using the words, like Jeffrey called James a predator, right? And a danger to society. A danger to society. Like those are sharp words Where was the evidence to back that up? Where was the proof that James Charles was a predator? And had anyone at this stage under the age of 18 accused James Charles of anything predatory at all? The answer is no, not at this point. The video and the receipts within it essentially debunked every major allegation that Tardy or Jeffree Star had levelled at James Charles. After the 40 minutes is over, as a viewer... My personal only clear takeaway was that maybe he could be more self-aware. Maybe he could be a little better at reading people's comfort levels over text. Maybe he could not push the point if someone broke up with him or take it to Twitter. But all of that is kind of symptomatic of being a teenager who lives their life online. Yeah, and who has a relative level of power and ego mm. and so thinks that they can kind of get what they want. Mm. That, that's what it's saying to me. But I think watching this video and finishing this video, the question marks are glaring, right? Like why did Jeffree Star appear to totally revel in James Charles's downfall? Like why was he so gleeful in his messages, both public and private? And what did he have to gain by making this drama even bigger and messier than it already was? He wasn't part of this. He inserted himself into it. Yeah, massively. At the end of his No More Lies video, James spoke about how painful the previous few weeks had been and alluded to the fact that he had considered self-harm. At the end of the video, he said he was going to be taking some time away from his channel to get some respite. He said that he had noticed some comments talking about his ego and that he agreed Agreed, his ego was a little big and that he was going to take that on board. The video was huge and truthfully, as we've said, I definitely felt like it laid out some relatively convincing arguments. It has to this day reached over 56.5 million views. Tardy responded to this with a series of tweets. 
On May 19, she tweeted, I've left town on a digital break to heal and pray for healing on all sides. You, you I've created, left town. You created the drama and now you're praying for healing. <laughs> My family made me aware of what was just posted and I'm disappointed to see it littered with so many lies and half-truths. I stand by my videos, do not twist my words into what they are not, hear the message. I'm working on not reacting out of anger. I remind you all, as I remind myself, to do what you can to lead with kindness. Yes, because leading with kindness is posting a video to millions of people about a teenager. Bye, sister. Bye, sister. On the 20th of May. So the next day, The next day, she released a statement, as all good statements are written, via screenshots of her notes app. Here's what Tardy Westbrook said in that statement. I have been in communication with James Charles through an intermediary for the last week and we believe that it is in the best interest of our community, our viewers and our own mental health to put this matter to rest. For that reason, I will not be making any further public comments and I hope and pray that no one else will make any more hurtful statements on my behalf. In my original video, I felt the need to publicly break up with James with a warning call loud enough for him to hear. Although I do not regret raising my concerns, I completely regret the way I went about saying them. I could have and should have found a better way. Even in this moment, I still have so many things that I would like to clear up. However, the continued call for receipts is nothing more than a call for never-ending bloodshed. Bloodshed. As such, I'm setting aside my overwhelming need to be understood and will continue my conversations with everyone in private. I am truly sorry for all the hate this has brought to our doorstep. I love you and look forward to returning to my regular content soon. Tardy ended up deleting all of her videos having to do with the feud. On the 3rd of June, she officially returned with a video titled, I'm Back. Only she didn't address the feud in that video and people in the comment section were not at all happy about it. They simply couldn't understand how Tardy could just move on without talking about what had happened. Zara, a year later, around a year later anyway, in June 2020, Tardy posted another video about the entire Bi Sister scandal that gave a new light to everything we've talked about in this episode. Yeah, exactly. It took a whole year for this story <laughs> to come back. And not only did she apologise to James, but she claimed that the whole situation had been orchestrated by two other people. Those people were Jeffrey Starr Shock. and Shane Dawson. So how did we get there? And what really happened during the Bi Sister scandal? All of that on next week's episode of Scandal. All of that. There is so, so much still to go, you guys. Thank you for listening to this episode. We know it's a rollicking ride, but my God, what an entertaining one. What an entertaining one. As always, thank you to our researcher, Justine Landis-Hanley, for helping us on this absolutely (laughs) messy ride. If you want to support the show, come find us on Instagram at Shameless Podcast. We are, as always, on TikTok at Shameless underscore podcast. And we will be back in your ears on Thursday for another wrap of the week that was in pop culture. Great outro, Zara McDonald. Rolls off the tongue now. (laughs) Only took four and a half years. See you then, guys. Bye. Bye. Shameless Media. This podcast was recorded on Wurundjeri land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land.